Hello and welcome. Maybe wondering how you got here. Maybe questioning your choice of podcast. In this series, you'll hear a variety of stories that may or may not be fact or fiction. Welcome to the Syndicate Files. I'm Deucemess, and I am joined, of course, by AO Mike 83. Hey, hey, everyone. Bone 13 Gaming. Who, me? And Gaming Gargoyle. Ayo. What? The Syndicate Files is, is a weekly or bi-monthly series in which the Syndicate gets together and talks about a variety of subjects. Tonight's subject is our favorite games that stuck with us throughout the years and why they've stuck with us, a few facts about them, and what makes them important to us. It may not be necessarily the first game you played, may not be necessarily the game that kept you playing, but just one game in particular that has stuck with you that you've always enjoyed or that you always look back on with fond memories. Before I get into my section of the video, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. When you comment, be sure to let us know what's your favorite game uh, growing up or as you got older or what gets you into gaming or just a game that stuck with you throughout the years. Let us know in the comments below. Mine is Trials. Trials Games was uh, developed by Red Lynx and it was, it's based loosely on uh, a real life motorsport uh, called, a uh, real life sport called Motorcycle Trials. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they take motorcycles and they go over objects. It's really cool, it's really interesting, and it's really hard uh, to do. If you haven't seen it, go go look up some of the stuff on YouTube. Uh, just look up Trials on YouTube, it's fantastic. Uh, really hard, really difficult looking stuff. I've never actually tried it myself, don't want to. I like my bones where they are. Uh, but this game was made in a 2.5D world where it's not quite side-scroller, but it's not quite um, 2D either. Uh, and and it, the game is literally what it is. You You try to go over objects and stuff. Of course, it's a little more um laid back i would say than uh the actual real life sport in general so uh, a little background on trials and red links uh red links uh put out a browser-based game called trials in the year 2000 and it was somewhat similar to master sonic's 1987 hit kickstart 2 and yes if you're familiar with any of this you you know i'm reading this off the wiki i'm not gonna lie i cheated um Trials 2 came out in 2007. Trials HD was then released on Xbox Arcade in 2009, which was the first one I played. Now, uh, Xbox Arcade, a lot of you remember it. Some of you may not. Uh, Xbox Live Arcade to, uh, with Trials HD was the first uh, HD looking with different... Like, they, they changed the entire engine and the entire graphic system of Trials HD from Trials 2nd Edition. Uh, it really drew a lot more people in, I feel like. It, me, for sure, I was on board. I was in. Right from the get-go. The first time I played it, I was super excited to be playing it. And I've got to blame Big Pace for this one. Uh, Big Pace is a buddy of mine, longtime friend. Got me playing this game, and I have been playing every rendition of it, every version of it, every new game they've come out with since. Uh, fantastic games. Uh, Trials Evolution was next on board. Trials Fusion. Uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon, a lot of people don't consider um, a Trials game because it's not just a motorcycle riding game. It's also a platformer where... It's a 2D straight side-scroller, shooting guns, taking on enemies, that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, Trials Fusion is a time-based uh, game, or not Trials Fusion, but just Trials in general. Uh, Fusion is by far one of the most popular, though. A lot of people love, love Fusion and Evo are the two favorites from most of the Trials community. I would say Evo is probably the favorite, but uh, I, I like Trials HD myself. I like the... Just Trials HD, the old Xbox game. Uh, but it's a, it's a time-based game where each track has a time or a certain number of faults you have to stay under. So the faster time you get, the higher you, up on the score, higher you go on the scoreboard. But for me, it's never been about actually... 
it's never been about beating other people. For me, it's always been about bettering my score, right? And it's a constant reminder that you can be better than your previous self every day versus uh, trying to be better than somebody else. And that's what Charles represents more to me than just the game itself. Like it's a constant reminder that you can be better than, your, than yourself yesterday. And it's a, it's a reminder every single day of that. Every time you play it, you're trying to beat your previous score. Now, yeah, you may be trying to beat your friends on the scoreboard, and that's fine. But to do that, you're also going to have to beat your own score. So, um, I mean, you can be competitive with it. They have uh, community-based contests, uh, tournaments, that kind of thing. Um, the, the ninja tracks are a whole different deal. Uh, it is a completely different difficulty level uh, than just speed running and racing to the end the fastest. Uh, it's really, at that point, just about completion, regardless of how many faults or how fast you did it. And uh, overall, Trials is just a game that it really reminds me that uh, to get better, you have to have patience and you have to practice and you have to put in the time. And uh, to, to me, that's, that's the most important thing. And that's pretty much it. That's the reason Trials has stuck with me through all these years. And I've, I'm still a fan of it. I'm not as good as I used to be because my hand-eye coordination as I get older is not so good. But uh, it's, it's still one of those games that has always stuck with me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if you want a challenging game, go check it out. Uh, up next is AO Mike 83 Hello, everyone. And my game would have to be, and this is an old one. We're going back to the mid-90s here. This is, this is what got me in gaming. Command and Conquer. And it... Uh, was it what? Let me get let me get the wiki pulled up here because I don't remember who developed it. Uh, Westwood Studios. But my all-time favorite Command and Conquer game would have to be the Tiberian Sun. When I was younger, and that was that one came out of '99. And as you know, graphics back then were almost non-existent. I enjoy the strategy of it because we all know it's an RTS game. But I mean, and I've I've followed it along every update. And there's been some games that I didn't really care for. And then I got the remastered one last year. That was really fun. I just wish it did a little bit better on the channel. But, uh, yeah, Command & Conquer. If you're not familiar with the game, it's a, uh, it's a... Well, they're all RTS games, of course. Real-time strategy. They're not a first-person shooter. Oh, boy, I, didn't, I did not study for this test. So forgive me. I can't say I can sit here and talk about it all day. It's, it's just a game that I enjoy. Something that I've always had a good time with. And I, and I wish I still had a, a CD drive on, on my computer so I could, you know, still play some of the ones that I can't seem to find anymore. I guess that's about it for me. I believe we're going to uh, Bone 13 next. All right. Um, my game um, is a lot older than his game. My game was released in December of 1982. Yes, the good old Atari 2600 days right here. Uh, my game was one of five games that sold over 1 million copies in the eighties. Uh, it was done by Activision and the game is called river raid. It is a top down perspective. Uh, you're flying a fighter jet on a river. It's a river of no return. It's an endless river. Um, and you're raiding the enemy. Um, the game has multiple levels and each level uh, is um, different. Um, back then, um, it was done with a, a, a randomizer. So just because you played it one time didn't mean the second time you were going to play it was going to be exactly the same. Uh, timings would change. Uh, positions of things would change. And um, 
the game was also special back in the 80s because, well, it was done by a female video producer, uh, developer, sorry, and a uh, programmer. And it was, you know, that was very unheard of back back in the early 80s there. Um, and the game came out in the same year as Pitfall. Now, probably more people know Pitfall, but this game outsold Pitfall. Uh, not by much. I mean, they both sold over 1 million copies. Um, and another weird fact about this game is that it was the first game ever to be banned in West Germany. Um, it was it was harmful to young persons. That's what they that's what they deemed it as. Um, in 1984, when it was released to Commodore 64, it won Game of the Year. Now, just like what um, what Deuce MS said, um, it was a game that you um, you had to constantly improve on. Now, back in the Atari days, you know, in order to get a high score, you pretty much had to write it on a piece of paper because, you know, once you pulled the game out of, out of the machine, it wouldn't save your high score. So I remember going back and having a, a pad of paper with my scores on there, trying to beat it. It wasn't so much as levels because everything you did, you would always get a different score. And there was a sequel of the game, but the sequel wasn't as good. Um, back in that time, it was when, you know, the, the gaming world started to take a dive. And I think people were trying to just rush out games, trying to save the gaming um, industry. And it just, it wasn't as good. Um, the gameplay was similar, but a lot of the mechanics were changed and stuff like that. And it didn't receive a very high score. Um, another thing about this game though, up until 1996, this game was rated on the top 100 list of all time for all, all games. Um, now my personal reason on why I like this game though, um, one, it brings me back to my childhood. My uh, my aunt had had an Atari, and I would go over on weekends during the summertime and all that, and I would spend time with her. And you know, when it rained and stuff like that, or you know, nighttime or whatever, um, I was allowed to play on the Atari. And this was one of the first games I played, and I loved. And it just brings me back to a, a simple childhood. Uh, brings me back tons of uh, memories of gaming and with family and stuff like that. Um, and for as simplistic as it is, I mean, we're talking 1982 graphics here. I could fire up that game right now and play for hours. Um, and I would still be writing down my scores on a piece of paper, trying to beat my last score. Uh, that's what. That's why that game is so special to me. And why I think it is is it's my top game. Um, but now I'm curious to see what Gaming Gargoyle has to say on what his favorite game is. Oh, uh, my favorite game. Well, I base that one on the one that gives me the most smiles and memories of gaming. You know, every time I think of gaming, it's like if I were to create a game, what would I want to have that level of excitement come forward with? And rock and roll racing back from '93 for the Super Nintendo was amazing we got to play it with some friends and my brother and i just loved it and we found out it was coming out for the genesis the next year actually it was just a couple of months or something different and we had to get it we worked our butts off we went from door to door trying to get you know lawns mode just so we could get this game and it 
to me, it all boiled down to all the mechanics of the game, being able to shoot from the sides, forwards, upgrade everything. You know, it wasn't a matter of how well you race because of all the different um, uh, additives that they had in there, like oil slicks or rocks or bumps or anything along those lines. Just the soundtrack just made you want to race. Uh, there was uh, Paranoid. It just was any time that came on. It was just a big boost of excitement. You know, the the comic art style of it, you know, has always ringed, you know, I like the comic looks, obviously. Um, just the skill that you needed didn't have to, you didn't have to be a professional or a newbie to play it fairly. You know, it was just you and one other person and two other uh, computer players or three AI if you're or playing on your own. And the commentary from the, the, I had to look it up from, yep, Wikipedia. And it says the guy's name here is Loudmouth Larry. So Larry Supermouth Huffman, who makes enthusiastic comments like the stage is set, the green flag drops, or let the carnage begin, and the player's name. Those just, all those additives were just what my brother and I needed to have so much fun with the game. In the end, we ended up getting our sisters involved. We ended up getting my parents involved because it was the music that drew them in. My parents could relate to it, and they didn't. It wasn't the squeaky sixteen-bit sounds and that that you always had. It was nice. It was licensed in what we would call it nowadays. It was, you know, it just brought us all together as a group. And what to me is really cool is that it was interplay back then. We now know it as Blizzard today, and you can find it on the Microsoft Windows if you're on PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch at the Blizzard Arcade Collection, made available as of February 2021 this year. That is, my brother and I are going to be taking like four days where we're just decompressing from the world and we're going to play that together. And I cannot wait for when that happens. He's just got to get his holidays booked and I got to make sure I can get mine to work out with him and we're going to do it. It's just, to me, that was the absolute greatest game I've ever played because it just brought all that excitement not only to me but my whole family it was there and it was real you know it's uh it's just it was just a great game overall yeah I mean I can't really add too much more to that all right well uh that is definitely a good uh kind of synopsis of our backgrounds and what you guys see uh on a weekly basis from all of us because you all know that we make uh content on YouTube and we all play video games and we enjoy doing it. We enjoy hanging out with the community. But what you might not have known is some of that background there for different games that we may have liked. Command and Conquer from AO Mike 83. Um, River Raid from Bone and Rock and Roll Racing from Gargoyle. And I got to tell you, uh, I remember playing Rock and Roll Racing, but I didn't remember what it was called until I started looking at some of the in images while you were talking, Gargoyle. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember playing this game, dude. It's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It, it was amazing for the time. Like I said, there was never a bad moment. You couldn't, you know, you could be the best racer, but it just took the guy with the right weapon to take you out from first to third. You know, that, it was just, it was a perfect game. Perfect. That is, that is 100% true. Yeah. So, uh, Bone, I've got to tell you, I've never played River Raid. You got to try it. I've never, I've never played it, man. It, it, and I was looking at some images while you were talking about it as well. It looks, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I got to find an Atari. <laughs> yeah got, got um, the they do, there is a windows release on it um it's on the activision atari 2600 action pack it's uh, released on windows that's cool 
Cool. So you can still play it on Windows. Uh, it might not be the same original version, but it's going to be close. Right. Okay. Uh, Mike, what was your favorite Command & Conquer game? Which, which one? Tiberian Sun. Tiberian Sun. Okay. You might, you might have said that during that, but I was trying to look up images and stuff. I've, I've played all the, most all the original Command & Conquers. I didn't play mm -hmm. after... Tiberian Sun 2, I think, was the last one I played, other than the... Excuse me, the re-release that just came out. So, yeah. um, but Tiberian Sun Two, I think, was the last one I played, uh, and I would still say to this day my favorite is probably the um, uh, just the original Covert Operations, Command, uh, Command and Conquer Covert Operations. It was a lot of fun. Uh, anything else you want to add to your Command and Conquer stuff? What 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 changes um, in the series did you like or dislike? Major changes, not not subtle stuff, but. Uh, major oh, changes no. to the series. You're trying to make me remember. Well, I mean, just you, I mean, you should know like the the big tanks that were added in Red Alert, for instance, right? right. From from you know the how it was more open driven than storyline driven from Command and Conquer it, it to Red was. Alert. So it was the 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 more they expanded, the the more was added, of course, with most games. I mean, it the, the tanks and stuff that they've added. The way the game played, like, because there were several years that, over the years, it, it got better or easier to play, I would say, but maybe I was just getting used to it. I, I don't know. I think you just got better at it, because I, I never got any better at it, and it did not get easier. It got harder. <laughs> it got way harder. <laughs> uh, Bone, is there anything in the, in uh, River, from River Raid 1 to River Raid 2? that really stuck out that made it not any better or that made it better, that made one better than two? Because you mentioned, you mentioned while you were talking that uh, you felt like River Raid 2 didn't quite have the impact that River Raid 1 had. Um, what really, um, what, what was the definitive moment that really made The, the main difference, um, now, you're going to have to remember an Atari console. Um, you know, you had a joystick with one button, right? Right. Um, well, in River Raid 2, you had you were taking off from an aircraft carrier and well your one button is still just your fire button you needed to select uh the level difficulty switch on the console itself to take off from the um the carrier then once you did that you were fine you were flying um but you had um you had elevation now to deal with too um, whereas in River Raid One, there was no elevation; you were just flying, or you crashed. One, you know, one of the two, and you couldn't really tell on which elevation you needed to be on. And sometimes you, it would be hard to uh, fly over objects at sometimes, or fly under objects because you could never tell um, exactly how high you were. So you th you could think you're lined up to to shoot something, but you're not even close. Whereas in River Raid One, everything is, you know, it's a flat two D map, and everything is on the same level you are. So, as far as gameplay goes, I mean, they try to make Number Two a more challenging game, but I think they made it to where it just, um, because of the mechanics of it they just they turned off a lot of the players so right. and the game came out um i want to say uh about six years after the fact 
And I mean, we're talking late eighties. How many people were still playing on an Atari back in the late eighties? Uh, I mean, most people had gone to gone to other stuff, right? I mean, exactly. Nintendo was already out. Nintendo was um, out. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I you know, like I said in my uh, speech, you know, um, it was you know, it was at the decline of Atari when that second game came out. None of the original people were that were involved in River uh, River Raid One were involved in River Raid Two. So it was a completely different team and everything. And just nothing copied over. Right, right. I mean, okay, that makes sense. I mean, that makes total sense. Some sometimes the second edition of games is just not quite as good as the first, and and it's because they they had a successful game and then they tried to make those improvements, but it failed in the long yep. run, and and can really be the downfall of a game. Uh, Gargoyle, did you play uh, Rock and Roll Racing Two? Uh, no, I did not play the the second one uh, because it didn't have the the licensed music or anything that was you know the big draw in for for me. And by then, I'd also moved on and was playing other games <laughs> for testing and stuff. But at that point in time, so right, just there's just never that uh, you know moved away from home, so I didn't have you know that you know couch on you know action you know couch play with my brother type deal. Right. Yeah. So just just looking at some of the images, it looks like Rock and Roll Racing Two came out for PlayStation as well. So it had been much later. Uh, much it probably would have been a much different game um than what what you remember playing with your brother sitting on the couch mm -hmm. and i can't tell you how many people i know that that i game with over the years that have told me that story where their their favorite uh the, the reason they like watching content i mean that we are content creators right so i mean the people the reason that people like sitting down and watching people play video games is not just a conversation they can have but also that experience it may take them back to to, to their childhood you know so um, I've had another guy tell me the same thing that he enjoys, he, he enjoys watching people on Twitch and stuff because he had that experience when he was a kid of him and his brother, right? It, they had one controller because somebody had broke the other one. So they would sit and watch each other play, you know, mm -hmm. and they, and they get that, that's that feel from it. So, I mean, maybe you didn't get that same experience because I mean, you said you had moved out and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but do you think you would have played it? I mean, it was a totally different game at that point, right? So exactly being totally different um you know it, back then i mean that rentals were just coming through like uh you could go out and rent a game type of thing so it probably would have been one of the things where i would have picked it up say my brother and i had gotten together during the time frame when it was like popular just released right but you know that type of thing but it was never it, it never had the hype behind that you know it's got the good music it's going to you know what i mean it's like oh wow you know like we can all play this and it doesn't matter. You're not going to get one person who's always better at, you know, the shooting and one person who's better at racing or one person better at sports. You know, it's always, it was just a free for all that was fair for all. And it was fantastic. Right. Mike, do you think that, um, I know that it's been said that, that Westwood really set kind of the tone for RTS games with, with command and conquer when it came out. And I can, I can, my personal experience, I can definitely say that I think they did. Uh, is there an RTS game today that that you that you would that you play or that you would play that kind of gives you that feeling of of Command and Conquer again? Oh God! Uh, oh no, he's asking hmm. me questions again. Yeah, right. <laughs> probably, probably Age of Empires. But mm. I mean, that's there again. It's not a very recent game. Age of Empires Four is though. Comes out in August. True. Mm-hmm. Gives me something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't seen the trailer for it, it looks really good, by the way. I might have to look into that, because I, I, I... 
Yeah, I mean, for me, yeah. I, my my natural my natural move too was from from CNC to to AOE. So I mean, I went from Command and Conquer to Age of Empires. So yeah, I did kind of the same thing. But yeah, look into AOE four, man. It looks really good. I don't know for sure if it comes out in August. No, nobody don't don't take that to the bank. I don't I don't really know if that's the that's the date, but um, fall of twenty twenty one. Fall of 2021, there you go. Yeah, so AOE 4 coming out fall of 2021. Uh, should be great, man. I watched the trailer for it. It looks really good. Um, I thought about doing a like a review breakdown, but I don't know enough about AOE to go back. Because I only, I only played 1 and 2. I never played 3. So I don't know what changed right. from 3 to 4. I, I just I would feel stupid trying to sit down and make that video. So I was like, nah, I just won't. <laughs> I figured this would be a good opportunity to talk about it, though. Um, yeah, but I, in, in my opinion, that game, they're they're different, but they're similar in a lot of ways. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, they're, they're similar, but they are way different. Yeah. Way different at the same time. You're absolutely right. Um, so cool. You got something to look forward to. Uh, AOE4, absolutely. go check out the trailer and, and decide if you want to play it or not. Yeah, um, I've got it on my wish list now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bone, do you think that... Um, so I was just sitting here thinking about this while we were talking. Do you think that River Raid was some sort of influence? Now, just, just stay with me. It's going to sound crazy. Okay. Do you think that River Raid was some sort of influence for Star Fox? Uh, I can see a lot of similarities. Very, a lot of similarities. Yeah, I never, I told you, I never played River Raid, but I was just looking at some images on Google while you were talking about it. And, and I was just, exactly the same. yeah, and I was just going through my head and I was like, dude, this is Star Fox. This is just uh-huh. flat Star Fox is all this is. Yeah. So, which Star Fox before Star, Star Fox 64 actually came out on SNES, I think. So it was kind of that, wasn't it? Am I wrong about that? I don't know. Google. Yeah. <laughs> Star Fox. Images. Uh, Star Fox Zero. Oh, no, that's not even close. Original. Star Fox Original. Was it Star Fox 64? I guess it was the original. No, Star Fox was the original. Star Fox 64 was the second one. Ah, there it is. Nintendo Star Fox. Yep. Mm-hmm. It sure was. Yeah, so I don't see any actual gameplay. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, dude, this is like a... This is definitely like a... Two a three D river run, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, that makes sense then. Okay, yeah, I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was just wondering, like, you played River Run, you have some some feelings behind it, so I was wondering if if it reminded you of Star Fox, or if they got you think they got some of their inspiration from that somehow. So, well, I think a lot of those games back in those times, though, um, were all very similar based. I mean, they were all let's say you know side scrolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and that's what they are. And you're very limited on what you could do with the side-scrolling game. And that's why I think a lot of uh, games were flight-based. Whereas now you don't see as many flight-based because it's now all 3D. And, I mean, who can compare with, you know, Microsoft um, Flight Simulator? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I did play yeah. in that game. I played that game for several hours. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I, you know, but I think that's why I, I still have a, a, um, a little bit of love for the side scrollers because it, it brings, it fills me with nostalgia. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So I've, I found Star Fox two came out on super Nintendo. So Star Fox came out on the regular Nintendo. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. That was regular Nintendo. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize it came out that long ago. Yeah. I just, I thought about that while you were talking about it. And, and then yeah. when we were talking to Gargoyle a second ago about that, uh, about his game as well as I was thinking to myself, man, I wonder if Star Fox had any influence, uh, from, uh, River Raid just, just kind of popped into my head. And I, I just had the same thought, uh, about, um, Gargoyle's, uh, rock and roll racing. Uh, there's, there are games out today, uh, that are similar 
and I've God, there's there's several on Steam. I'm trying to remember the name of one of them. It's I think it's a free game. Uh, or it's like Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal, yeah, for sure. I was going to ask you about that one, but there's another one that that's a free game on Steam, and I can't remember what the name of it is. Save my life. Um, it's it's a battle car type thing. It's a multiplayer deal, so it's one team against the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a free game. I can't remember the name of it at all. Like not even a little bit. But uh, do you, do you think that that um, rock and roll racing was a big influence in stuff like Twisted Metal and and games today that have that same? Do you think that kind of was the turning point in the genre of battle car racing? I think they were like the first like forerunners to prove that uh, putting in licensed music had a return because it is so super expensive doing the games themselves. Printing them back then was expensive. It's not digital like it is today. I think they set the groundwork so that um, like Twisted Metal and all those other guys, they had something to work off. They had a pillar to work from. I, I just think that these guys were more groundbreaking in that effect for you know bringing in intense type music that is well known for a long time that many generations can gather around to play. Right. Well said. Well said. I can definitely see that. Um, and I guess since I compared all of your games... Uh, I think tr- Excite Bike for Trials was mm-hmm. kind of my first take into that. I never played, huh? The predecessor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a predecessor, or or just my first memory of a motorcycle racing game was probably Excite Bike. So uh, I never played Kickstart Two, so I don't I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know what you know what anything about the game. I don't know when it came out, but uh, know nothing about it really. So. Uh, it was made by Moby Games, but this was the one they compared to. Kickstart Two was compared to Trials, you know, on on the Wikipedia. So, uh, but for me, it was it was Excite Bike. So I think Excite Bike uh, probably is the reason I have such a love for Trials. So uh, I loved Excite Bike. It was so much fun. Um, one thing you might want to look into there, Deuce, is called Enduro Racer. It in- was a Sega Master System game, and I think that Trials was actually influenced by this game. Duro Racer. Oh, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah, just looking at some of the images here. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Oh, they had the, the actual motorcycle in the arcade, too. That's pretty cool. Just pulled up some of the images on Google here. This is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we had a, a lot of fun. I've dumped a lot of coins into that. And as you're talking throughout, you know, talking about your trials and such, I was going, yeah, there's, I wonder if they have anything to do with Enduro Racer because. The doing the jumps, having to you know be in the right positions for certain things. You didn't do it right. You were going into a rock, a wall, or you were going to a cactus, or you know like there was just so many different things. But it was being that top down one direction mm-hmm. where you only really have your left and right. So you don't really have so much forwards. They just you got to lift up the front wheel to be able to take the jumps. So I think a lot of that had you know might have had an influence of like, hey, we can do more with these games as the technology became available. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, it looks like Enduro Racer and Excite Bike had very similar uh, ideas behind it. Excite Bike had the different lanes you could take, the water puddles or the oil puddles, you know. So mm-hmm. it's, it looks like very similar, but it looks like Enduro Racer was kind of like the next evolution of that, where it was it be, yeah. not just straight straight track, right? It was there was turns mm-hmm. and you know there's all kinds of stuff there. So yeah, uh, or maybe it was a later 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 edition of. Uh, enduro racer that maybe had had like the twisty tracks and stuff it wasn't just the straight side scroller type deal so yeah, yeah. i mean you're right man 100 percent. yeah i never i never even played enduro racer that i remember 
but yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It, it probably had some big influence in it. For that sure. Would be one of the games that I played over at a buddy's house that just happened to stick like, no, oh, this is a pretty good game. And when Trials and that came out, I just, I flashed on Enduro Racer going, oh yeah, that was a pretty good game. I bet you this one is too. Right. And, you know, and when you were talking about it, I was like, I couldn't remember the name of it for the longest time. Then when you were talking to Bone, I was able to look it up. I'm like, ah, there it is. I'll ask Deuce about this in a minute. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it, it worked out. It worked out. Uh, I think tonight was a good, uh, a good uh, first first look at at who we who we were as gamers and gave people kind of some background on, um, you know, what we used to play and and some of the the loves that we've kind of stuck with over the years. I mean, I still play trials almost daily. I play it at least four times a week. You know, like, um, but you guys play fairly similar games. Or have a fairly similar experience with with games that you play today. You don't play stuff you don't like. You don't play stuff just for clicks. You play games that you enjoy, and I think that's the main thing. I think that's what I took from from hearing all of you talk about games uh, and the game the, the the kind of game you stuck with over the years. I still get that feeling today when you're playing games and streaming it and making content on it. Is that you still enjoy games just as much because you play games that you like and you're not, you're not creating content for clicks, but you're playing games you enjoy. And I think that makes a huge difference. Uh, in, you have to, yeah, you have to, you have to for sure. Um, and I mean, even though I don't play stuff like trials on stream, doesn't mean that I don't enjoy those games that I do play. I just trials is one of those that I go back to over and over and over and over again. I mean, that is the definition of trials though. It is repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. <laughs> it really is. So, I mean, I'll play one track a hundred times, you know, and still not beat my own score, but I'll try. So, you got to beat the top score. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's what the coins were about back in the day, right? You got to get that top mm -hmm. score for sure. Uh, well, I think that's going to wrap it up uh, for the first uh, Syndicate Files podcast uh, here on the Syndicate channel. If you guys enjoyed what you heard tonight, be sure to subscribe and uh, come back and hang out with us for some more. Uh, you can find all the links to all of our channels down below. AO Mike 83, Bone 13 Gaming, Gaming Gargle. We all stream almost daily uh, during the week, sometimes on the weekends, and make content as well on YouTube. Uh, so for AO Mike 83, Bone 13 Gaming, Gaming Gargle, I'm Deuce MS. We'll catch you next time. Later, everybody. See you all later. Peace out, y'all. Later.